Last time, the broads concocted a scheme to get back the money that the Countess Ladere owed a smith. Well, they changed their plans multiple times, and we left off with Keela knocking at the door. You're listening to The Broadsorts. Starring Kristen Flemons as Yuleri's Roaring Horn, our wizard witch. I, I know some arcane arts. I will keep you safe. Tracy Gibbons as Keela, our bard scald. Yeah, I'm just like enjoying your back muscles, actually. <laughs> Bianca Zelda as Maypri, our lovable barbarian. Uh, Keela, what was my name again? And then there's me, Victoria Rogers, your DM. There is a moment or two, and then you can hear from behind the door a click, clack, of heels on the floor and the door opens and there is a very proper looking man with his chin slightly up. Countess Ladere's household, how may I be of service? I give Maypri like a little elbow nudge in the side. I, you're my assistant. Assist for me. That was very hilarious, right? We're here to speak with Countess Ladere. I'm afraid Countess Ladere is engaged. Who may I say is calling? Uh, looks back awkwardly at Keela. You know what my name is and what my, my rank is as emissary to the king. I'm very important in these parts. I'm very strong and very dangerous. Okay. I need either persuasion or deception. Oh no, I'm not good either. Uh, what am I can I at? can I maybe provide assistance to Maypri by? Uh, I'll just kind of puff my chest up and say, "We are here for important business sent by the king. We recommend that you don't make us wait." Okay, you can help. You give a advantage. Oh, I mean, I got 17 on the first roll. 10 on the second, so 17. Okay. I rolled an 18. No! <laughs> He's pretty savvy as a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a good job. No. Mm, I see. Do you have a card? Assistant Keela, do we have a card? We don't need cards. The Countess knows that we are coming. She knows that this day would come. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's just fair that I'm just going to barrel my way through at this point. Um, Am I bigger than the... Uh, the person who answered the door? Like, Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, about 5'9". 
Maybe 180 pounds. Okay, I got this. Okay, give me... You're just going to push past on? Yep. Uh, that would be strength. Can I assist? Because I'm I'm the assistant. I'm going to be also <laughs> pushing. I mean, I know I'm a lot smaller and can't do as much, but I'm definitely going to follow behind Maypri. Are you, like, pushing my back as I'm trying yes. to push my way through? Yes. Good. Good, good. Is that a help or a hinder? <laughs> you could inspire her. <laughs> yeah. My first roll's a 24. Oh, oh well, okay. you don't well, need me. I do. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, you're barreling through, and Kila's just pushing you for no reason. Gently caressing it's, my back, mostly. Yeah, I'm just, like, enjoying your back muscles, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this didn't get awkward. So creepy. <laughs> Thanks, Kila. <laughs> oh, this is outrageous. Do you know what Guards. is outrageous? Guards. Mm-hmm. I will not stand for this. Do we hear the kerfuffle oh, from the reception hall? Oh, I think hall? you do. Yeah. You My definitely. goodness, Countess Ladere. Are you expecting someone? That sounds like... No, indeed I am not. What is this nonsense? Not to fear. I I, I know some arcane arts. I will keep you safe. Oh, well, thank you. And she she sets her, her sherry. I think that's where... Yeah, I yeah. think we were probably drinking brandy and or sherry. Yeah, I think both. she offered sherry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she sets her sherry down and raises from the chair and sashays the silks of her skirts rustling uh, to the door. She pulls it open and there is what? What do we see? Are the guards here yet? No, they are still investigating a alleged stabbing. Oh, she only has two guards? Well. <laughs> She's a minor countess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She lives next door to the king. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, I don't want to speak for Maypri, but I think that Keela is looking at the door, the door person with like a kind of a mock affronted look that they could even try and hold us back when we are here on a very important mission. Uh, yeah, lots of hand waving, lots of um, what Maypri perceives as angry gesturing. Yeah, lots um, of arm crossing. Mm-hmm. She is mostly doing her best to intimidate, like her version of Yulari's in a shop, um, upset about the price of something she wants. Uh, <laughs> and my imitation might not be as accurate, but hands or arms crossed. You have no authority over me. Door person, I am here to acquire an item, and as the emissary of the king, I will accomplish my task. Yeah, what she said. Emissary of the king. You don't look like the usual courtiers who come to my door. What does that mean? Well, I think Eularius is like trying not to laugh from behind the countess's back. <laughs> who? Do you say you are who come at the bidding of my darling, Neil? Uh, Kila, what was my name again? <laughs> Did you say that out loud? Definitely. Uh, she hears that. Yep. Yep. It's brows raised. Vapri. Indeed. Mm. What do you want? So we see the countess now, right? 
Oh, yeah, she's in the doorway with Yellery's behind her. I want to just look deep into her eyes. I want to look through her soul, and I want to say, Countess, you know why we're here. And I see that you have a guest. I would recommend not making a scene in front of your guest. Are you threatening her? Okay, so give me an intimidation. (laughs) Maypri was intimidated just listening to that. Is Maypri helping me? (laughs) Being intimidating? Okay, um... I mean, I'm definitely like a hovering figure at your shoulder as you uh, address the Countess. Um, I'm doing my best to look intimidating with my arms crossed in looming form and furrowed brows, perhaps. So you're not doing push-ups? Not this time. (laughs) Does that still count as intimidation or are push-ups required for intimidation? (laughs) Push-ups are not required for intimidation. (laughs) Okay, because I rolled a... My first roll was a 10. Uh, my second roll was a 13. Not much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, this countess has been around. She, she's... Uh, indeed. Well, it looks like the only people creating a scene is yourselves. Uh, Bernard, it's okay. Please. Um, if you could go get the captain, that would be great. Yes, ma'am. And he turns around on his heel and disappears behind a door. I will address these strangers... In the Countess's fine manner, and say, Excuse me, Countess, it may not be my place, but it's clear to me that these are not emissaries from the king. As you yourself pointed out, they are far too disheveled and unprofessional. You would be wise to state your actual business before the consequences become too dire. Why are you here? I see you see through to our real purpose. (laughs) Countess, you know that you owe a debt. You know how a debt looks to someone of such social stature as yourself. We are here to erase that debt and ensure that it never causes any issues for you. And I like, can I wink at you, Larry's? Like, I, like I'm trying real hard to sound professional here. I give Keela a subtle thumbs up. <laughs> oh, indeed, you must have coming from that dreadful smith. Oh, well, dreadful's a harsh term, but yes. Hmm. So they're trying to collect from me. And, oh, well, they sent fine specimens of debt collectors. Why, thank you. Yeah, thanks. That one's quite big. Mm-hmm. Well, um, they're going to have to try a little bit harder than this. Now, I have plenty of things to do, and as you can see, I'm entertaining. So if you could please kindly be on your way before the captain of my guard arrives. Are you giving us free reign to go through your house? No. I'm asking you to leave. Now. Well, we didn't collect the armor. Give us the armor, or we're going to take a hand. Countess, if I might be so bold, if if you require a loan, if you haven't the means... I do not need a loan. You are overstepping your bounds. Oh, my apologies. I just assumed that 
If you hadn't paid, it was because you could not. <laughs> My apologies. I, I know, Countess, I know it is a little embarrassing asking for a loan from somebody else, and we know that if you don't need it, that you'll be able to pay us back so that we can ensure that there is no embarrassment on your name. Okay, um, someone give persuasion with advantage, either Keela or, okay, Me Tracy please. is raising her hand, listeners. <laughs> I think this is who it is. She is already. Come on, bard. 15. I'm rolling real bad tonight. Well, I rolled a two. <laughs> she was obviously terrified at my threat of cutting off her hands. Yep. One hand, only one. Mm. Fine. I'll pay that dreadful smith. She moves out of the reception hall and moves to the staircase at the opposite end of the foyer from uh, where you were. And she goes upstairs and... Are any of you going to follow her up the stairs or are you waiting? Oh, I am following. Okay. I've worked if these they're following, jobs I'm following. Yeah, I me know too. what's up. Okay, so you all follow her up the stairs, and that leads into a private study. The private study mm-hmm. is like a very standard manor house study. You have the great big fireplace with the marble um, mm-hmm. hearth and the like gilded grate. Uh, in front of it, screen. And there's a great big mahogany desk similar in construction to one's grandfather. And a twitch. <laughs> it, it's very ornate with a very fancy chair behind it that has, you know, like gold tassels on the cushions and yada yada. And she moves to her study and she takes a key from betwixt her bosoms and she unlocks a drawer from the desk and from it she pulls out a box and takes out some notes in which she signs good for the amount of 2,325 gold pieces to Smith Ranger. <laughs> That's a pretty good armor. Yeah. It's expensive armor. That's true. We don't know if it's good, but it is expensive. Fine. And she holds that piece of paper with like a snap of that paper, that parchment um, out to you, Keela. I take it with an equally snappy gesture. Well, our business is concluded, and I expect you to see yourselves out. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Uh, it was great doing business with you, and I am happy I didn't cut your hand off. Uh, your participation was very welcome. Bye. I've already turned around, and I'm halfway out of the room. She has already per- started to pretend to write a letter. Really, they'll hire anyone these days. The- Mm, Standards are dropping. Um, uh, uh, please, uh, Lady uh, Roaring Horn. Roaring Horn, right? Um, I must be going. Uh, my schedule is quite busy, but I did want to ask you. Well, first, thank you so much for your hospitality. It was so lovely making your acquaintance. And 
Should I avoid that Smith? Is his work suspect or his character compromised? Uh, I do need some work done, so... There... It's fine. Out of respect for you, I will not commission any armor there. Uh, Well, thank you, indeed. But, you know, it's... uh, I know some people, and I'm sure... I'm sure I can be reimbursed for their impudence. Is that how you say that word? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. It'll come back around. Well, lovely making your acquaintance. Do take care. I hope if you are ever in Waterdeep, please do call. It would be such a pleasure to go riding together. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Good day, Countess Ladere. And good day. And she she rings a bell and then goes, bends her head down to start pretend writing this letter. I shall descend the stairs. <laughs> and Make as you descend the stairs, you see Bernard uh, flanked by two armed people uh, coming up the stairs. Have those rapscallions made their way out, Bernard? Indeed. We have seen them out of the property. Have a wonderful day, Lady Roaring Horn. You as well. Thank you so much for your hospitality. What a lovely manner. Mm, indeed. We are so lucky as to dwell inside its walls. I will give a little curtsy and continue on my way. And you leave, and there in the square are your friends with a note. For a lot of money. I will sit down at the like around the fountain, the rim, and and sit very composed for about two point five seconds and then just burst into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Start slapping my thigh. <laughs> oh, I love the idea of Yolaris bursting into laughter, slapping her thigh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Hilarious. Are you are you okay? I wipe some tears from my face. That is the most fun I have had in a long, long time. Hilarious, you were so good. You really got into character there at the end, Keela. I mean, I learned from the best. What can I say? A lot of good persuasion. (laughs) Keela, and Keela, you're amazing. Maypri, you were so big. Yes. Just so big. Your muscles just look so good. Yeah, very intimidating, right? Did you oil up before? Uh, I think I meant to. I don't know if I actually... I mostly just like sprayed some like water from the ocean on me. Well, whatever it was, marvelous. Mm -hmm. Might have been puddle water. It's all the same. (gasps) Wow, we should do this more often. I think so. Um, I'm going to look at that note and look at the two of them. So do you think your weapons are going to be worth more than this? I've never even ever seen this much gold. Yeah, me neither. It's paper flake. It's a note. But I think we should go to another smith and cash this. Well, it's specifically made out to this particular smith. We could maybe do some forging, but it would be risky. We could end up with How nice was the glaive, Maypri? How nice was the glaive? I mean, it had really nice engravings. Well... I'll whip the feather out of my pocket. I already found a little something, something. So I leave it up to you. 
Kila, you were going to get a weapon from there, too. Yeah, and I really liked the one that that smith had. It was so pretty. I mean, weapons come pricey these days. Okay, hear me out. We bargained for more. Mm. What What mm-hmm. more? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think of metal hoops for Yolaris Jr.? I was just going to say, perhaps she requires a breastplate. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's very important. You never yeah, know when she'll armor. need protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could be a war goat. A little helm with like one Ooh. horn, and then Ooh. holes for her actual horns and her yes. ears. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> I think that would use up the rest of the money. Yeah, will you help us talk to the smith? We need. We need your skills. It would be my pleasure. Shall we? Let's do it. Let's do this. We stride on towards the shop of Smith Ranger. Do you think he had a midlife career change? Hello, listeners. Kristen here. I just wanted to interrupt things and uh, say a quick thank you to our newest patrons, Shayla and Russell Cat. Your support means the world to us, and we are ever so grateful. Um, I also wanted to read you all a few of our new reviews. Thank you to everyone who's leaving us reviews. It makes a huge difference, and uh, we love reading them. So first... I have a review here from Viola Hawk in Canada who says, Refreshing and inspiring. The broads are what's been missing in my life. With female and LGBTQ plus representatives in both player and character, it's a safe haven and home for those who don't see themselves often represented. Victoria is above and beyond as a DM, inspiring me to move forward with my own DMing dreams. She weaves a story for her players to go wild in and explore while also keeping them on track and moving forward. The broads have also been the first for me to introduce a way to keep everyone at the table comfortable and having fun. I plan to adopt their hard and soft limit system in my own games. All in all, if you're looking for an immersive story and amazing characters played by amazing people, this podcast is for you. Thank you so much, Viola. I'm so glad you're here, that you found us, that you're having fun with us, and that there's some tools for you to take into your own game. I'm sure you're going to crush it as a DM. Our next reviewer says, I'm hooked. Just started listening about two-thirds through episode one. Really enjoying how we jump right in with the characters. Mark first kill of the campaign at 21 minutes and 40 seconds because do the spirits have a stocking fetish killed me. I also enjoyed that moment and I'm very glad you liked it as well. And there's plenty more coming up ahead. And our final review, which comes from Ekat Carter in the US. Um, Oozing with female empowerment. Just oozing. (laughs) I love this podcast. From the very first episode, I was on board, instantly drawn in by the mysterious spooky tone Victoria sets and the distinct characters created by Kristen, Tracy, and Bianca. Once you've listened to a few episodes, the broads start to feel like your best friends, and you might just find yourself wanting to draw a relaxing bath while you binge listen to season one. I support that entirely. 
Uh, what I especially love is the overall feminine energy that drives this fantastical world, witches, banshees, queens of old, plus the broads themselves. As someone who hasn't been playing D&D very long, but who is a passionate promoter of empowering female voices, this show feeds my soul in a way I didn't realize D&D could. I'm just starting season two, and I can't wait to keep listening. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That's so lovely to read. I'm so glad you're here. And yeah, take that bath. Do it. You deserve it. All right, everyone. I will let you get back to the material. Have a marvelous day and we'll see you next episode. So you head back to Smith Rangers, Smithy. Uh, you see them, they are hammering something on an anvil. You hear the Winsmith thing. Clang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you approach. Smith, we come to you with news. And I just want to kind of wave the little piece of paper in the air. They look up, uh, like, with their arm raised with the hammer in their hand, and they see that note, and they stop. Well, that metal looks hot. It looks like you should probably finish what you're doing before. We did it. it the assistant comes in and starts the taking assistant. over, and the smith, you did it. We're, um... You actually did it. Experts at this sort of thing, really. Let me let me see that. I, That's oh, mine. It is. But <laughs> we would like to we would like to discuss our terms. We already discussed terms. Well, you see, we didn't know the entire value of the armor when we set off on this mission, and really we, we're not asking for anything exorbitant added to the deal. Hello, I'm Eularies. I wasn't here before, but now I am. Yes, I sold you the... Yes, the boomerang. Yes. Um, we would like you to armor my goat. Please and thank you. She's very small. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't take many materials. Maybe some... some... war hooves, a breastplate, and a helm. For a goat. Yes, yes. she's quite small. It's a baby goat. She's back at the inn today. <laughs> Having a, a rest day. Well, I can bring her in for fitting later this afternoon. I'm gonna roll. <laughs> well, that's a ten. Fine. Marvelous, Keila. Give the man. Give give the Smith their note. I do so. Thank you. There's your rapier and glaive. They're yours. Oh, it's so nice. Thank you so much, Smith Ranger. You've been such a good help, and I can't wait to see more of your work. I'm going to hold my rapier, like, up to the, up above me, up towards the light. Like Lion King style? Yes, exactly. And I'm going to say... <laughs> I feel like you just required an item. I will name you after my comment, Spirit of the Poke. Spirit for short. <laughs> Do we think we can get that engraved on the sword? Uh, excuse me, Smith Ranger. I know you're you're doing a lot of work, but we did a lot of work for you too. Why does the Countess hate you so much? What did you do? I didn't do anything. What didn't you do? I did everything hmm. that woman asked me to do. 
the woman has squandered her own money and now lives off of the will of the king. Neil? She should have accepted the loan. Fine. What do you want engraved on this? Spirit of the Poke, please. In cursive. Yes, in cursive. If you want to put some, like, stars beside it, that would be fine, too. Angela! And a small halfling woman bustles out from a back room. Yes? They want this one custom engraved. Oh, yeah? Oh, you're getting the rapier. What do you want on this? Spirit of the Poke, please. A nice, nice cursive writing. And if you want to put some stars beside it, you know, if you think that'll look pretty, then yeah. Oh, Spirit of the Poke, Spirit of the Poke, Spirit of the Poke. What's the Poke? Well, you know, it's it's just like when you shoot a crossbow and it's got a crossbow bolt. It's very pokey. And this has kind of got some, some pokey feel to it. There's a long <laughs> pause. <laughs> I'm staring at the halfling, staring at Keela. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we. Uh, I can get that for you. Uh, we can get that for you. Um, when can we get that for you? And she looks up at the smith. <sighs> get it done as soon as possible. When would be the best time to bring the goat in for her fitting? When is there ever a good time to bring a goat in for a fitting? Whenever you want, lady. All right. Well, we, we've, we've done what we could do. Um, I've got work to do here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. For, for Thank retrieving you. this piece. <sighs> I have stuff to do. Have a wonderful day, Smith Ranger. Bye, Smith Ranger. Mm. I'll see you in about 45 minutes. Okay, so the two of you have, have required, uh, required, acquired uh, some, some magical items. Yay! Mm. And we are going to determine what those do. Ah, uh, yeah. So we're going to roll off of some tables here from the DMG. DMG! So... I need both of you to give me a d20 roll, please. 11. Five. Okay, 11. pre. So this answers the question, who created it or was intended to use it? So 11. Elemental Earth. Ooh. This item might be crafted from stone. Any cloth or leather elements are studded with finely polished rock. Who created that or who was it intended for? I think it was commissioned originally by the king's greatest warrior. Um, however, he definitely, um, I think she met her uh, downfall, uh, unfortunately, and the weapon was never able to be properly delivered to her before she died. Okay. Mm. And y you had five, Keela? Yes. Celestial. The weapon is half the normal weight and inscribed with feathered wings, suns, and other symbols of good. Ooh. Fiends find the item's presence repulsive. Who created this or who was it intended for? Hold on one second. I'm just writing it down. Yep. And you said uh, demons are repulsed by it? Yes. Fiends. I think that this was... 
a gift from the king to to a very notable paladin who was coming into town and who had done a great deed, a great favor for the king. So in order to thank him, he had this made. And was this recent? Was this a long time ago and now it's being resold or they never actually received it? They never received it. The paladin on their way back, you know, so basically the the paladin had done their mission. They had sent word back to the king on their way back. They unfortunately did not ever make it back. And uh, since then, there's been rumors that the weapon's been cursed. I feel like just Smith Ranger's shop tends to have a lot of like items that don't tend, like that don't make it to its uh, destined. <laughs> yeah, it's like why would you person. have these is such specifically created items for sale? It's because maybe they're all a little bit cursed. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, can each of you give me a D eight? Three. Five. Okay, Keela, number three. So this answers the question, what is a detail from its history? Three, heroic. A great hero once wielded this item. Anyone who's familiar with the item's history expects great deeds from the new owner. So while it's cursed, they also expect great things from you. It's, it's, it has done great things, but that doesn't mean it's any less cursed. I mean, yeah. it's, it's accomplished great things, but those who have used it have sometimes come to uh, untimely ends or... So maybe you know, the paladin did use it, maybe on yeah. the mission, and yes. then died. Yes. Shortly thereafter. Yeah. So shortly thereafter that it never actually left the town. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. All right, so five, we have a prophecy. The item Ooh. features in a prophecy. Its bearer is destined to play a key role in future events. Someone else who wants to play that role might try to steal the item. Or someone who wants to prevent the prophecy from being fulfilled might try to kill the item's bearer. Haha, too bad I don't believe in prophecies. <laughs> I think this is a GM thing that might come up later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it's that. It's just a pretty weapon at this point. Yeah. But it's just pretty, you don't know pocket. about any prophecy. No. Okay. Um, License to forget. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we have an additional D20 roll from, it, from the two of you. 15. Two. Okay, Maypri, two. What minor property does it have? It has a compass. The wielder can use an action to learn which way is north. Cool. I feel like that's useful for Maypri because I feel like yeah. you don't have the best sense of direction. <laughs> but I'm, you are a far traveler. So. Yeah. I'm a far traveler because I'm always getting lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it was supposed to be such a short journey. <laughs> 15 years later, here I am. Whoops. <laughs> what did That's you really roll, cool. Tracy? 15. Uh, unbreakable. The item can't Ooh. be broken. Special means must be used to destroy it. Which I think is especially interesting considering that it is like it's a rapier. It's a bit more of a thin weapon. Mm -hmm. So I think it's pretty cool that it's unbreakable in spite of its shape. All right, D12, please. I feel like as a as a bard scald, I'd ever get to roll D12s. 
And I rolled a 12. Very few people roll d12s. Woo. Nice. I got a 10. Okay, so 12, Keela. <laughs> the quirk that your rapier has, it's slothful. What? The bearer of this item feels slothful and lethargic. Well attuned to the item, the bearer requires 10 hours to finish a long rest. <gasps> oh, God. But I'm an elf. You I mean, I require 10 hours of meditation. Okay, you know what? Honestly, that's that's not too off-brand. Of, off I feel like Kayla likes long meditations anyways. Yeah, and you know what? We did say that it was cursed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is why everybody this keeps dying. This is why they, they got killed. <laughs> they got narcolepsy in the middle of a battle. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Fell asleep and died. Oh, no. Wow, it's, it's a, a very thing. dangerous place to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. You have friends to protect you while you're uh, meditating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, if I die while I'm sleeping, like, it's not the worst way to die. <laughs> right. It could be worse, yeah. yeah. But you, did way. you say you rolled a ten? Yes. Okay. Uh, possessive. The item demands attunement when first wielded or worn, and it doesn't allow its bearer to attune to other items. Hmm. Other items already attuned to the bearer remain so until their attunement ends. Huh. You don't uh, have anything else attuned to you, I don't no, think. No, I lost everything. I only had one thing and I lost it. I mean, you had your ring. Oh, yeah, which is but attuned that to me. Stays. That that's mm -hmm. special for you. Um okay, yeah. Ooh. So those are your weapons and they each have plus 1 to attacks. Nice. Really, that's all I wanted out of all of this. <laughs> well, I couldn't just give you plus one. That's boring. It is. <laughs> this is much can cooler. I, can I fit my feather wand of the war mage with a, a, a pen nib at the other end? Yeah. <laughs> so it can be a pen and a weapon. And the pen is mighter than the sword. Yeah, oh I knew gosh. you were going with that. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Also, it's going to be good for note-taking and research. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all got some great weapons. Uh, I'm so Jr. is going to go be fitted with some armor. <laughs> and then y'all are going to go to your chosen ship. Yeah. We chose a ship. We did choose a ship. We did choose a ship. We're going to go on that ship. Okay. Well, Sweet. we'll find out about that ship next time. We will. <laughs> well, that's finally done. That side has. And I can't believe they're getting armor for the goat. I mean, the, the goat's going to grow. I don't know how long this will last. But hey, you know. Well, we will see you next time with an episode on February 1st. And, oh, next week, starting the 25th, please tune in to Roll20's Twitch channel because B is going to be jamming a game of fate. I'm going to be a player as well as some other amazing people that will be at 8 a.m. PST. 
See you there. System Mastery is a delightful stroll through the history of role-playing games, except the games are terrible and the hosts are real jerks about everything. Join hosts Jeff and John as they explore the weirdest games ever made to talk about what worked, what went wrong, and which Silverhawk was the best. It was Hotwing. Don't even add us. Find their shows at SystemMasteryPodcast.com. love how y'all keep on calling it he, but was always a she... I don't remember the Smith at all. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, we talked, but I don't remember the Smith's gender. They were a she, but you've been okay, calling them a he, so I've just been calling them they to try to bridge the gap. <laughs> Gen- gender fluid Smith. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in the beginning we did establish that they were gender fluid for some reason because we'd all use different genders to address them. So we made it canon. Okay, yeah, it's well, canon it's now. canon now. Yes. Okay, sweet. Gender fluid Smith. <laughs> They're my okay. favorite. Smith Ranger. Smith Ranger. <laughs> They're so my favorite, even though I couldn't remember anything about them. Don't know anything about them. Love them dearly. She's great. Indeed. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm trying to find the tables. Tables. Because I know these exist. Yeah, somewhere in the DM. For yeah, for creating weapons. Aha. We got it. Okay. Theme music by Victoria Rogers. Cottages and Welcome to the Show by Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com. Palermo by the Dresden Flamingo of Soundstripe. Sound effects by Soundstripe. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.